Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Politics and Brown Liquor just completed a pretty emotional or heated um, podcast regarding police reform, the Brianna Taylor case. It is a tragic case, but don't let the media dictate the terms. Get informed and know what happened. Yes, say her name, but discuss what really happened, how this could have avoided, and what we need to do moving forward. And it is not police reform. It is addressing the drug trade, the illegal drug trade in America. But we're not going to get any more into that. This is Politics and Brown Liquor. And I do have my trusted sidekick, Woody, with me. And Woody was silently listening in the last episode. So he didn't get to say his wolf. And his wolf is, please visit our website, the pblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We just put a, a video. It's just a 10-minute video on critical race theory and why it's a good thing that Trump banned it and what are the ramifications of Trump banning critical race theory, which is absolutely awesome that he did. It's going to have ripple effects across the board. Also, uh, had a video on YouTube blow up at about 50,000 views right now, still going, just a quick TikTok video that I put on YouTube a while ago, all of a sudden it took off. So you can see all of my TikTok videos on YouTube, so you don't have to worry about those communist Chinese spying on you, at least until the deal with Oracle and Walmart go through and TikTok then becomes an American entity, at least part of it does. So anyway, again, welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Have you seen Joe? What? You don't know where Joe is? Where's Joe? I mean, if you want to know where Trump is, it's pretty easy to find out where Trump is because you just go to Trump's website and lo and behold, it's got every everything he's doing like uh, today, Donald Trump Jr.'s got an event. Kimberly Gorfoil, his uh, Gulfoil, I don't know if I'm saying it right, has got an event. Donald Jr.'s in New Hampshire. Uh, Gulfoil is in Pennsylvania. And then you've got Lara Trump. She's in Iowa. This is all today, Thursday. You've got uh, Mike Pence in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And you got Eric Trump in Nevada. Again, all today. And you got Donald J. Trump, President of the United States, in Jacksonville, Florida. You've also got a live stream going on with that. This is all today. You go on Donald Trump, President Donald Trump is DonaldJTrump.com slash events. And there's everything this president is doing. Now let's do the same thing for Joe. Crickets. Where is it? Where is it? Where is him? I'm looking. All right, let's find events. Joe, what's Joe doing today? Do, 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 do. Let me find it. I think it'd be pretty easy, don't you? And no, you can't find it. You can't find what Joe Biden's event schedule is because Joe Biden, as the National Review reported back on September 9th, even Joe Biden's consistently light campaign schedule. So where is Joe? What happened to Joe? I want to know. I mean, shouldn't we know where a man who is running for the president of the United States, what his events are, his campaign events are? I mean, we got that for Trump. I mean, he's the president of the United States, but it's on his own personal website. It's not on the whitehouse.gov website. So where's Joe? What happened, Joe? Joe, Joe, we want to see more of you. Now, here again, here could be the the biggest head fake in the history of head fakes. Today, as I broadcast this, it's September 24th, the first debate is September 29th, I believe at 9 p.m. So we've got now five days, five days until the debate, the first debate. Now, it's going to be epic. 
whether it's going to be, uh, you know, fireworks or anything like that, the viewership is going to be huge because everyone's going to tune in, myself included, and want to see where's Joe? What's he up to? Is Joe cognitively there? Can he handle the debate with Donald Trump? Is he going to fall apart? Is he going to stutter? Will he say something stupid? Will he go, come on, man, you know, the thing, the thing, the thing. Or is this the biggest head fake in the history of head fakes? Will Joe Biden get up on that stage and be coherent the full 90 minutes going toe to toe with Donald J. Trump? Now, I hear that uh, they're preparing the vice presidential debates and that Pete Buttigieg is playing Mike Pence in those. I don't know who's playing uh, Donald Trump in the debates right now with Joe Biden. I'm sure it's out there. I just haven't seen it. But what is this? Is this a big head fake? Is Joe Biden just kind of putting on an act, playing onto this cognitive decline? So when it comes to the debates, he blows it away just by having a passable performance. I've been saying this for a while now. And the closer we get to it, uh, the closer I'm starting to believe that may be the case. So with that said, don't don't go into this debate thinking he's going to flub. He may not. He may actually do well. And I say this, too, to the Trump campaign, not that they're listening, but I'm sure, you know, they're smart people. Just as like, well, I was going to say some of the people in the camp, Biden camp are smart people, but I'm not sure about that. But anyway, in the Trump camp, we know they got some smart people there. They've got to be thinking the same thing. They got to be thinking that uh, Biden could be just head faking us. So when he comes out of the debate, he may come out swinging. So we need to prepare, prepare, prepare. So I hope they are. I hope that's what's going on, because if this is a huge head fake, he's going to win the debates. And if he wins the debate, he possibly wins the election. It's that simple. That's how crucial I think the debates are in this election. Most time debates don't have as big of an impact as we like to think they do. I mean, the debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, I think, had more of an impact than previous debates. I mean, if you can look back from the Gore-Bush debate, what do you remember? I mean, the one thing I remember is Al Gore huffing behind George Bush. And George Bush looks back and go, how you doing? I think that was that's the only thing I remember from any debates. And I remember saying to myself right there, Gore just lost the election. Now, I remember I remember uh, Romney and Obama Romney just going to town on Obama and debate number one. Don't remember what he said. And I vaguely remember the next debate. Uh, I, I vaguely remember any of the debate performances between McCain and Obama. So, I mean, do you remember, does anybody remember the performance between John Kerry and George W. Bush? I remember the debate performance between George Herbert Walker Bush and Bill Clinton. And, the, and what I remember is George Herbert Walker Bush sitting on a stool and at one point looked at his watch. And I remember thinking to myself, he just lost the election. But this debate, this one, more people are going to tune in because they're going to want to see if Joe Biden is up for it. So I'm, you know, I'm starting to believe more and more. It's a big head fake, people. It's a big head fake. But Joe's in the news for other reasons, too. I mentioned this on the show yesterday. This whole Ukraine Burisma investigation is starting to blow up. So here's um, a report from E Militia. Yeah, I know, I know. There's all a lot of other reports, too, that have the same stuff, but they kind of cut to the chase on this. So basically what is happening is they just finished an investigation over it. So chairman of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee and Chuck Grassley 
uh, chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, released a report that revealed millions of dollars in questionable financial transactions between Hunter Biden and his associates and foreign individuals, including the wife of a former mayor of Moscow and individuals with ties to the Chinese government. So I reported on this yesterday, but it's blowing up now. It's starting to really get some traction. Now, you're not going to see this CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, or even CNN until it gets so big that they have to report on it. So here are some of the findings from the chairman's investigation. In early 2015, former deputy chief of mission at the U.S. Embassy in Kiev, Ukraine, George Kent raised concerns to official in Vice President Joe Biden's office about the perception of conflict of interest with respect to Hunter Biden's role on Burisma's board. Kent's concern went unaddressed, and in September of 2016, he emphasized in an email to his colleagues, furthermore, the presence of Hunter Biden on the Burisma board was very awkward for all U.S. officials pushing an anti-corruption agenda in the Ukraine. So the Obama administration knew this looked bad. They knew. But it, it, the the investigation goes on, or there's more here. In October of 2015, senior State Department official Amos Rorstein raised concerns with Vice President Biden, as well as with Hunter Biden, that Hunter Biden's position on Burisma's board enabled Russian disinformation efforts and risked undermining U.S. policy in Ukraine. This is 2015 of October. Hunter Biden was serving on Burisma's board, supposedly consulting on corporate governance and transparency, when Burisma owner Mykola Zinkovinsky allegedly paid a $7 million bribe to officials serving under Ukraine's prosecutor general, Vitaly Yarima, to shut the case against Solvensky. George Kent testified that this bribe occurred in December 2014, seven months after Hunter Biden joined Burisma's board. And after learning about it, he and the resident legal advisor reported this allegation to the FBI. So in addition to the over $4 million paid to Burisma to Hunter Biden and his business partner, Devon Archer, who I talked about yesterday, for membership on the board, Hunter, his family, and Archer received millions of dollars from foreign nationals to questionable with questionable backgrounds. Devin Archer received $142,300 from uh, Rakizhev, sorry, I'm not good with Russian names, of Kazakhstan purportedly for a car. The same day, Vice President Joe Biden appeared with Ukrainian Prime Minister Arsmi Yusegov, uh, yeah, I don't get that one right either, and addressed Ukrainian legislators in Kyiv regarding Russia's actions in Crimea. Crimea. Hunter Biden received a three and a half million dollar wire transfer from Elena Buterina. Miss Buterina is the wife of the former mayor of Moscow. Hunter Biden had business associations with Yajiman Gongwendong and other Chinese nationals linked to the communist government and People's Liberation Army. Those associations resulted in millions of dollars in questionable transactions. Hunter Biden opened a bank account with Dong that financed a $100,000 global spending spree with James Biden and Sarah Biden. James Biden be Joe Biden's brother. Hunter Biden also moved millions of dollars from his law firm to Joe, James Biden's and Sarah Biden's firm. Upon being questioned about this transaction, Sarah Biden, Sarah Biden refused to provide supporting documentation and information to more clearly explain the activity. 
The bank subsequently closed the account. Hunter Biden paid non-resident women who were nationals of Russia and other Eastern European countries and who appeared to be linked to an Eastern European prostitution or human trafficking ring. This is amazing stuff. I mean, this is amazing stuff. As outlined in Senate Resolution 70, the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee has the express authority to study or investigate the efficiency and economy of operations of all branches of the government, including the possible existence of corruption or unethical practices and conflicts of interest. The Senate Finance Committee has broad jurisdiction over the United States government and the Department of Treasury and the Financial Crimes Enforcement network, which include oversight jurisdiction over potential financial crimes. So Hunter Biden is in this neck deep. And there's a copy of the full report online. I'll put this report in my show notes. Uh, but you cannot walk away that Hunter Biden had questionable actions in the Ukraine. I, report, I, I mentioned the John Solomon piece yesterday. And it talks about, it goes into, John Solomon later revealed what Biden did not tell his audience. Joe Biden had Shunkin fired because he was investigated Joe Biden's son, Hunter. So that's what you're not hearing, but that's what all of this leads to. So what, I mean, this man, Joe Biden, wants to be the president of the United States. His, the administration he came out of, Barack Obama's administration, was known to have spied on the Trump administration. We have those, those facts. We have evidence that the Trump or that the Obama administration was spying on the Trump campaign. And they want to tell us Russia, Russia, Russia was involved in helping Trump when we know now, looking at this evidence, it looks like Russia was involved with the Bidens. Hunter Biden made millions of dollars on this Burisma thing, millions of dollars. Now, you're going to hear the left trying to say that Jared Kushner took some money and made millions of dollars. You're going to hear that the, the Trump kids made millions of dollars. There's nothing like this that the Trump family has done. You cannot find, right now at least, a story where the Trump family is cashing in on their fathers, Donald J. Trump, who's president of the United States, being president to help their business. Now, some will say the emoluments clause where Trump's making a ton of money at his hotels. Well, what's Trump supposed to do on that one? I don't understand. Is he supposed to shut down all those hotels? He did acquiesce control of those hotel hotels to his children. I mean, that's known. But the left does not want you to see what happened with Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden made millions off of the Ukraine government because of his father being the vice president of the United States. He traveled with his father there. He traveled with his father to China and secured a multi-billion dollar deal with the Bank of China. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on Election Day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote informed. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address, Make sure that you vote and vote informed. I mean, 
It's right there. And this man wants to be president of the United States. Now, if you bring it up with Joe, there's a clip uh, on rolling on Twitter where an reporter finally, finally asked him about it. And what does Joe Biden do? He gets angry. He starts yelling at the reporter saying, no, you got to focus on this man in the White House who has never done anything like this today. And he doesn't go on to say what he's done, but he just basically twists around and, and gets angry and points the finger at Trump because Trump, orange man, bad. Biden is corrupt. My opinion, Biden is corrupt. Now, there's other stories coming out about Biden. We're 40 days in the election. Now, I mentioned this before, too. And here this story has popped up from the Washington Free Beacon. Jill Biden's ex-husband. Joe lied about marriage to cover up infidelity. Now, I didn't really care too much about this story when I first reported on it about a month, maybe two, three weeks ago. This is from Elena Goodman out of, again, the Washington Free Beacon, September 22nd. Joe Biden lied about meeting his wife, Jill, on a blind date, and their 43 marriage actually grew out of an extramarital affair. Joe Biden's ex-husband claimed in an interview with Inside Edition, Bill Stevenson, who was married to Jill Bryden from 1970 to 1975, told Inside Edition that he introduced Joe and Jill Biden in 1972, the year Joe Biden ran, uh, first ran for the Senate. Now, Bill Stevenson goes on to say, I was betrayed by the Bidens. Joe was my friend. Joe was my wife. Stevenson, a fundraiser for Biden's first Senate campaign, told Insider Edition. Stevenson said he decided to speak out now because Biden is picking on people about character. So Biden comes out and is trying to tell you and me and the American public that it's about character, that Trump's character is bad. Well, if this is true, all right, point that finger back at you, Joe. I mean, hey, they've been married for 43 years. You know, God bless them for that. I mean, a 43-year marriage is rare today, right? So they've been married for 43 years. Got to give them a lot of credits, a lot of props for that. Now, were there extramarital affairs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. I really don't care. Does Joe have this propensity to sniff women's hair? <laughs> yeah, we've seen all the videos on that. He's a little creepy, to be, to be honest with you, the way he is with women. Because, you know, Joe's got that, you know, that charming smile, I'm sure. But I don't want to make any allegations that I can't back up. But Joe Biden is not the guy people want to paint him to be the left the media want to say joe's joe will say you know me you know me you know what kind of guy i am well joe we're starting to find out what kind of guy you are you've been in politics for 47 years you you've lived off the government teat for 47 years you're a multi-millionaire now and your son who is a cokehead or was a cokehead and i don't know if he still is he got drummed out of the military because he's tested positive for cocaine he was caught with strippers he was with he was at a this this guy his son was at a strip club and sent out a stripper to go get a dildo you put two and two together as to what they were going to do with it i don't want to but that's his son and his son was a crackhead i mean his son knocked up one of the strippers don't know if it was one of that same night denied paternity had to be sued taking a dna test and finally had to admit that it was his child now the family won't even admit the child so don't tell us about character we've got two flawed characters running for the president of the united states of america you know we're all sinners i'll put that past you but don't don't try to tell me about Trump's character. And what do they say about Trump? You know, he grabbed him. You can grab him by the pussy. He said that in like a locker room fashion. He never said he did it. And there's no woman that says he ever done. Yeah, you've got allegations of rape because that's what they always do. They're doing it against Biden. So what? Everything should cancel everything out, right? And let's vote on who 
Who can actually lead this country out of this pandemic? And we know the answer to that. I mean, when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, we had the H1N1 outbreak in our country. Now, it wasn't as severe as far as a, the, the virus to cause death as the coronavirus, but 60 million Americans were infected with H1N1. Okay, I think the last number we have is a little over 6 million infected with the coronavirus. 60 million Americans were infected under a, with H1N1 under Joe Biden and Barack Obama. <clears throat> Should I have said Obama-Biden administration? Okay, under the Obama-Biden administration, what did they do? Where was that leadership? So we want to we want to think that this guy. And by the way, if you go to their website and what they're going to do about the pandemic, the Biden Harris or Harris Biden, however you want to do it, it's all platitudes. It's all about spending money. It's all about you know ensuring this, which is all just platitudes. There's no real meat to it. So who do we want to elect to run our country? We're get, we're going to come out of the pandemic. I mean, it, it just. It's just the nature of how things are. And we're, we're starting to come out of it now. We're starting to see numbers drop. We still see some numbers go up. Now we're going into colder season. They fear numbers may go back up. You know, this virus is going to be with us probably forever. Who better to lead us back to economic prosperity? Well, obviously, that's Donald J. Trump. Whether you like the man's character or not, this is not an election about character. This is an election about results. And if you look back, at what President Trump has done, he has delivered results. Forget what the left tells you how he's done nothing. He's done a lot. He's given more money to historically black colleges than any other president before. You look at what was happening prior to the pandemic. We had the lowest unemployment across the board in just about every category. Minority unemployment was at its lowest it has been on record. The man has delivered. The man said he was going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, Israel, and he did. Everyone has said it was a bad idea, Don, bad idea. It's going to cause conflict. It didn't. The man just signed two peace agreements in the Middle East, and he says he's got five more on the table. Are you going to not believe him? He just delivered two. Do you, if the man says, I got five more we're working on, well, he just delivered two, so chances are he's got more he's working on. Or do you want Biden? I mean, Biden, who's been in government 47 years and says he's going to fix everything now when he didn't for 47 years. So the man running for president saying he can fix everything now who'd been in government for 47 years hadn't done it. But now all of a sudden he can do it. And the man who's been in office for three years, who has a record, who has fixed things. Who are you going to vote for? The the to me, it's obvious. Here's the bottom line when it comes to presidential elections. People vote their pocketbook. Bill Clinton famous, famously coined the phrase, it's the economy, stupid. It will always be the economy, stupid. If you think otherwise, well, I hate to say it, you're stupid because it's always the economy. Social issues always are a backseat. Character of politicians are always a backseat. What, can, what matters most is who is best able to help this country economically. And that's not a bad thing. It's, it's the um, silent hand of capitalism. If I improve my lot in life, it improves people around me and businesses I interact with. If I have more money to spend, I spend it. It helps the economy. If I have less money to spend, I have less money to spend, and it doesn't help the economy.
It's that simple. It's the, what is it, Adam Smith who coined the silent hand of capitalism, which lifts all tides. And who's better to lead us out of this? Joe Biden, who has zero, zero accomplishments. And yes, he does have zero accomplishments. 47 years. Why didn't he fix this that he's all talking about when he had eight years in the White House? All right, I'm preaching to the choir. It's all minutiae at this point. Let me switch gears real quick and tell you about a couple of, let's bring up a couple of stories that are kind of, well, they're just kind of fun. Did you know that uh, just, when is it? Just the other day that this is a story dated September 23rd, 2020. Here is the headline. Lock of Abraham Lincoln's hair sells for more than $81,000. Yep, yep. Abraham Lincoln, he just is always in the news, isn't he? Just had a lock of hair sell for $81,000. You know, you've made it. You know, you've made it in life when Hundreds of years later, a lock of your hair sells for eighty-one thousand dollars. That's some that's some pull right there. So, just so a lock of Abraham Lincoln's hair, along with a blood-stained telegram about his eighteen sixty-five assassination, has been sold at auction for more than eighty-one thousand dollars. The roughly two-inch long lock of hair was removed during Lincoln's post-mortem examination after he was fatally shot at Ford's Theater in Washington D.C. by John Wilkes Booth. They do not know who was the purchaser or who made the purchase. But a lock of hair has been sold. Abraham Lincoln's hair for $81,000. A little over that, actually. And then this one, this is a great story. I'm going to end with this story. We'll see if this this actually will play out. But do you ever go into those restaurants and a lot of them are doing this and they get those paper straws? I mean, they're awful, right? I mean, they're just god-awful. They, they dissolve in your drink. They dissolve in your mouth. They're just, I mean, whoever thought a paper straw is going to be a viable option for a straw? You know, the, this whole thing about getting rid of plastic because, you know, it's going in the turtle's nose and all that stuff and all the plastic's going into the ocean. By the way, less than 1% of the plastic in the world's oceans comes from the United States. We are not the problem. Uh, we actually are good people and we throw away our trash the right way. We don't throw our trash into the ocean. Less than 1% of plastics in the oceans comes from the, the United States. But I digress. All of these restaurants have glommed on to this, again, social justice warrior, environmental warrior stuff and gotten rid of plastic straws for substitute them with paper straws and they all dissolve. So here, this is from Yahoo News, written by David Holmes out of Esquire, uh, dated September 24th, 2020. A better solution to our plastic straw problem is here thanks to some seriously strange science. Now, I'm going to do my best to kind of explain this one, but this is, uh, you know, I'm not very technical and this is pretty technical stuff. So a California biotech company named New Light Technology launches Restore and Covalent, its commercial foodware and fashions lines featuring products made with a patented air carbon, a material derived from the secretions of microorganisms who have been fed greenhouse gases. The article goes on. In layman's terms, this means they collect some pollution out of the air, serve it to some critters who say pollution, question mark, my favorite, and then they eat that pollution. And uh, this again is from the article. I'm quoting from the article. And then they shit a wallet. So anyway, so this company has figured out a way to take these microorganisms or microorganisms out of the air, feed it to these other microorganisms, and this produces this stuff that uh, they're making wallets and foodware out of. 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, they're making straws out of this stuff. So they're making wallets out of this stuff, and they're making foodware out of this stuff. Now, if you wanted some of this, you can actually buy it, but they're selling it primarily to restaurants and food services. But if you wanted to, you can go to their website, restorefoodware.com, and for $9.99, $9.99 plus free shipping, you can get a box of 50 of these microorganism straws made out of organisms crap yes 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 mm, that sounds delectable doesn't it mm, i'm gonna drink my iced tea out of this straw made from microorganism crap <laughs> okay i know i make a light of it i'm sure the science is solid it's funny as all get out but i hate those paper straws maybe this is a great solution but here's here's my pushback in the article it talks about how these things are degradable right they're ocean they it is ocean degradable is what they say in the 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 um the article and but what they don't say in the article is how how long does it take for them to degrade in the ocean how long is it before you throw this straw in the ocean and it dissolves that they don't get into that and from what i understand from people being all upset about straws in the ocean as they go up into the turtle's nose. So these things could also go up into the turtle's nose. So I'm not sure that the uh, the solution is this. I think the solution is yeah, maybe more uh, biodegradable plastics. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of plastic straws either. They are a nuisance. I don't like to drink anything with a straw, but I know it is better for you because, you know, minimizes some of the drink on your teeth. But, you know... If you're drinking all those sugary drinks, you shouldn't be anyway. That's probably a better way to protect your teeth. Uh, if you're drinking coffee out of a straw, that's just weird, especially hot coffee. If you're drinking beer out of the straw, yeah, that's weird too. Wine out of a straw, yeah, whiskey out of a straw, all weird. So your best bet is to stop drinking those sugary drinks so they don't damage your teeth and just have a good old-fashioned American microbrewed beer. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Have a great week. And be sure to check out our website, thepblpodcast.com, and all of our social media links are there. And as Woody famously wolfs, please click on our YouTube channel link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We had a flurry of subscribers uh, just in the last few days, and we're having amazing amounts of views right now. And, you know, life is not a matrix. Life is an algorithm, and this all helps move us up in the algorithm. Again, with our podcast, which you're, the platform you're listening to now, please like, share, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Again, helps us move it on up in life's algorithm. Again, have a great week. And this is the PBL podcast and we will talk to you soon.